Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let's talk some Minnesota Vikings football with Matthew Collar, Purple Insider here on the Lake Show, News Talk K3O-WCCO. Matthew, at the end of the last segment... Uh, Chris Tubbs proclaimed himself a newly minted Luke Combs fan. I asked him if he was a fan of Matthew Collar. He was noncommittal. Your thoughts? Wait, so who's not a fan of me, Chris? Uh, uh, Chris Tubbs, he was noncommittal on being a fan of Matthew Collar. That, that's so he unfortunate. Likes Luke Combs? Yeah. What? Uh, what's the connection between me and Luke Combs? Uh, well, Luke, Luke I, I, Combs. Like, why, Luke, why would I not be? Luke Combs. Why would I not be higher on the list? Luke Combs. Luke, Luke Combs was the topic because Luke Combs had a chance to take advantage of a fan um, financially. He chose not to, and he did the right thing, and he actually donated money to a fan because because a fan had had made some a tum- some tumblers and they weren't licensed to do it and they got here with the two hundred fifty thousand dollar lawsuit. He said, No, 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 we're not doing that. We're not I'm not gonna I know you meant no harm, whatever. And so he didn't take advantage. So then somebody called in with a, a heartwarming Luke Holmes uh story and so all of a sudden, um I, I guess Chris Tubbs is his biggest fan. As we're going to break, I said, uh Matthew Collar, he joins us next. Are you a fan? He was non committal. What do you think? Oh, okay. Well, you know, I think that he still holds a little bit of a grudge because when the last time I hosted, he made a really nice Google sheet that was supposed to be like minute by minute for the show. Mm-hmm. And I completely ignored it because I usually don't host that way. I kind of sort of roll with the punches. So, you know, I, I felt a little iciness from there. I think that's probably it. Mm. That's unfortunate, man. You know, but you know what? I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Join, join, join the crowd, man. Every now and then we all have issues with Chris, right? Like, I got issues with Chris. I'm sure that Stevie T has issues with Chris. I'm sure you got issues with Chris. So just – I got issues with you, Chris. You, you, you know, just, just, just join the crowd, man. Well, one thing I can say is that uh, nobody has uh, been more supportive uh, than Chris of me. So I've always been a huge fan of him. But, you know, I guess it doesn't go both ways. No, but, see, I, I That's said, not what he told me off here. No, see, I, I said I'm a fan of football. And naturally, if I'm a fan of football, I'm a fan of Matthew Callers. Okay, I'm getting mixed messages here. (laughs) Well, we're not getting mixed messages from the Minnesota Vikings because the offense has been bad. Like, 
I feel bad for you in a way, in a small way. Not really because you you watch football for a living. But the bottom line is, man, over the last few weeks, my goodness, man. I mean, that Chicago game, atrocious. What we saw in Vegas, atrocious. But you were in Vegas, so I give you that. Yeah, I had no complaints about the 65-degree weather and uh, lots of great food and everything else in Vegas. But uh, the game was grotesque. It was sickening to watch football that bad. Um, uh, of course, outside of Brian Flores' defense, which was spectacular. But, you know, the, on the offensive side, uh, there's, you know, I guess some debate kicked off by Kurt Warner about whether Josh Dobbs should have been benched or not. And he looked back <laughs> at the tape. And, you know, Kurt felt like Dobbs, you know, got let down by the offensive line, by the receivers, by Kevin O'Connell. And, you know, I think the weird thing for me and what, what makes it hard to analyze is Josh Dobbs is a career backup. He is what he is for a reason. A bunch of teams have moved on for a reason. And so when we talk about, like, well, did Kevin O'Connell scheme to his strengths and did he do enough and the play calling and everything else, uh, there's a big part of me that wants to go, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if Bill Walsh showed up and started calling the plays if a wildly inconsistent backup quarterback on his fifth team or whatever it is uh, is going to work for anybody. I mean, I think this is just what a lot of teams are going through in the NFL. And what I think we've seen historically is backup quarterbacks, the hope is that you can win two out of every four games if your quarterback went down. But very, very few backup quarterbacks in history. We're talking like Tom Brady and Kurt Warner have ever just come off the bench and gone and won a Super Bowl. I mean, it just doesn't happen. Um, so, you know, Tommy DeVito, it's going to be a fun story. But if you were going to bet, you'd probably say Tommy DeVito is a two-week story that ends up falling off the map, just like Josh Dobbs did. So, you know, going to Nick Bollins is kind of like, all right, we've run the course with Dobbs, so let's try another thing. I mean, that's that's just the reality you have to live in with your quarterback goes down, I think. But it was nasty. Can we just call for what it is that, that Kurt Warner was wrong? Like, like we get it that, that – that, that the offensive line wasn't playing top-notch. We get that there were some drops and all this stuff. But by and large, Kurt Warner, that take was a little bit off. Yeah, I mean, so I think that Kurt Warner can be right on a play-to-play basis. Like, did the receiver drop the ball? Yes, there was a shocking number of drops in that game. Or balls that could have been caught and were not brought in. But you had zero points in the fourth quarter, man. Like, it's pretty tough to argue that you should just keep rolling Josh Dobbs out there when he was getting sacked all the time, which, you know, wasn't as much a part of the film analysis, but was a huge part of what was going on is that like every team after uh, I would say the New Orleans game was like, all right, we're going to prepare for this guy running because that's his answer when he doesn't see the first read right away. And once that team started to do that, he could no longer scramble around and make plays in the same way. And this, then the same thing happened with Arizona. If you remember at the beginning of the season in Arizona, he played a couple of good games. People were like, oh, Dobbs, you know, he's playing pretty well. And then the next three or four were total disasters. And that's exactly what's happened here. It is who he is. He's a fine backup quarterback. He's a guy you'd want on your team. as QB2 that's got to come play four games and he gives you two good games. But, was he going to be the guy who leads the top offense? Like, no, there was going to be some horrific moments. And I thought O'Connell pulled the shoot probably a little too late in that game, if not anything, to just try to get something going. And Nick Mullins was able to just barely do that, but enough for them to win. And now 
weirdly enough, still be in the driver's seat to make the playoffs. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. Talking to the Purple Insider, Matthew Collar here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Uh, the Vikings announced earlier today that Alexander Madison will not play this weekend. Uh, just your thoughts on him being out and now it uh, looks like uh, Ty Chandler, RB1. Yeah, it's been that kind of season for the Vikings where Alexander Madison the last three weeks was averaging 5.3 yards per carry and finally starting to get something going and maybe get some comfort as being RB1 because it had felt like the whole season it was just a struggle. And then we see him finally breaking off 10, 15-yard runs and making a difference, and then he sprains his ankle. I mean, like, it really just has been that way. And that's probably, I mean, that's a pretty big injury for them. Uh, I am curious to see how Ty Chandler manages a, a hefty workload. I think we're going to see a lot of C.J. Ham. I mean, nobody wants to hear that, but they can trust C.J. Ham in any and every situation to know all of his assignments, to know exactly where he's supposed to go, who he's supposed to block, and that might supersede Ty Chandler in some situations. But I'm, I'm really curious to see the guy who has great physical talent. It's just and earning the trust of the coaching staff that's been the struggle for Ty Chandler. Uh, but, you know, I think that we could see some explosive plays uh, from him that maybe we didn't see from Alexander Madison. But that, to me, is not the biggest injury. It's Brian O'Neill. I mean, Brian O'Neill has had some tougher weeks. I think that, you know, missing training camp and recovering from the injury, that's been you know, a little bit tough for him recently. But he's an all-pro type of talent. I mean, he regularly goes against the best players in the world. Uh, and then to have Brian O'Neill get hurt and be out, Starting Nick Mullins, a guy who cannot scramble or run away, that to me is, is going to be a major factor because Cincinnati does not cover very well. They don't have a very good defense, but they do have enough pass rush to kill your quarterback if they can get there. Yeah. Uh, NFC Defensive Player of the Week, Ivan Pace Jr. Man, what, what a find. Uh, I, look, the, the Vikes got something there. Your thoughts on just the type of player that he is. Uh, one of the most improbable stories I think I've ever seen in football. I mean, I've seen undrafted free agents. I covered Adam Thielen's whole career, basically. But I've never seen them show up in their first year and look like this. I mean, this, this is a guy who absolutely dominated but at Cincinnati and came into the league as the smallest linebacker in football. And I don't think anybody expected him right away to do anything. I mean, you would have expected, like, look, if he makes the team – that's a huge win for them. That's Mr. Mankato if he even makes the team. But then, okay, so he, he comes in, he makes some plays alongside Jordan Hicks. You're like, all right, that's great. You know, he's playing half the snaps or whatever, getting out there. But Hicks goes down. And if you told me not only would there be no drop-off, but he would win defensive player of the week, I would be like, are you kidding me? And But that was the kind of game that he had. But he's been doing that all year. I mean, I think what it shows you is, you know, when it comes to the combine, when it comes to the draft and everything, we focus on so much about is he fast enough, is he long enough, is he tall enough, what's the, everything else. But sometimes there are just dudes who understand how to play football. And this guy plays with such a violence and a cleverness in his game. You know, it, against the Raiders, when I was watching the tape back, there's offensive linemen flying at him that look like they're about to deck him. And he's able to dodge and get around them and, and evade big offensive linemen and use his, his lack of height as a strength. And you know, there's only a few guys that have ever done this. Uh, kind of reminds me of Sam Mills for those people back in the day or London Fletcher as a more recent example. But there ain't too many examples of a guy this size 
who could play like this. It's just an incredible, incredible find for them and a guy who's, I would guess, going to be here a very long time. I got to ask you about the opposing team's quarterback, and that'd be Jake Browning. Like, he's looked pretty solid, man, and we know that he's a former Viking and all that stuff, whatever. Just give me your, your thoughts and your take on, on his development and what you're seeing out of him in Cincinnati. Yeah, so it's funny with, with Jake Browning, uh, everybody liked Jake Browning here. Uh, I remember uh, my friend Sage Rosenfeld, former Vikings quarterback, was watching camp with me one day uh, when Browning was here, and he's like, this dude is throwing it to the right spot all the time, you know, like uh, in that offense. It, he clearly had the mental makeup to play, and the, he can throw accurately. It was always just a question of was he physically gifted enough to be a starter? Like, it was, you know, is his arm strong enough? Is he fast enough to evade rushers and things like that? And the answer is still no, by the way. Uh, but what they've done is they've really brilliantly worked what he can do around their team. And this is where, if you want to criticize O'Connell, uh, maybe you can, because uh, Jake Browning, since he came in to start, leads the NFL in screen pass yards, which the Vikings are atrocious in screens, and he leads the league in play action yards. And so those are two things where the coach can really kind of scheme up guys and get the ball into playmakers without asking the quarterback to drop back, go through a bunch of reads and, and you know, find his receivers. Also, I think, you know, let's give Jamar Chase his credit. I mean, this, this guy is one of the absolute best players in the world, and that's what the Vikings are kind of banking on with Justin Jefferson, but, you know, they haven't had that outside of two catches before he got hurt. So, yeah, I think Browning is very, very intelligent and knows where to go with the football which is like 80% of the battle in the NFL, but he's still a backup. And would I be surprised if Brian Flores played with his mind and was able to you know, get after him and cause some problems there? Uh, yeah, I would not, because I think Browning is still under that same category of a quarterback who can have some good weeks. He's an NFL talent, but also is not going to week after week be excellent like he has been the last two games. Who wins and why? I'm taking the Vikings, but I don't know. This is probably the, I mean, the hardest game to try to predict beforehand because both teams are really good, I think. Both teams with their starting quarterbacks are seriously contenders, but they don't have their starting quarterbacks. How do you bet on the volatility of backup quarterbacks? Like, I have no idea. If you're a gambler, I'd stay away from this one uh, <laughs> because I could see any sort of outcome, you know? I, I, I do think that Flores' defense is probably bound to have a tough game at some point because even great defenses do. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Like the 2000 Ravens had a game against the Jaguars where uh, Jimmy Smith went off and they gave up 400 yards or something. Like even the 85 Bears had a game against the Miami Dolphins where they got lit up by Dan Marino. Like it does happen. And it's been a long time since they've had a bad game. So that's possible. But I also feel like, you know, Nick Mullins will be a better fit for what O'Connell wants to do offensively. And Justin Jefferson is really, really chomping at the bit to go do something special. So I, I'm going to take the Vikings, but not with any confidence whatsoever. Enjoy the Skyline Chili, my friend. I've never had it. I don't plan on having it, but it's not I'll bad. enjoy my time. It's not bad. People, people, okay. right. I'm, just, I'm, being, I'm just being serious. People want to try to say that it's terrible and it's the worst, and it's not. You'll be fine. Okay, I'm still going to pass, but uh, I'll enjoy the city, I guess. All right, take care, man. All right, that's uh, Matthew Kyle of Purple Insider joining us here on The Lake Show. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.